This is the Sexual Alchemy Podcast for men who want to discover and embrace profound confidence, intimacy, pleasure, and connection. I'm Rebecca Lowry, and I invite you to explore who you really are as a confident, sexual, and sensual man. Whether you're dealing with specific sexual issues or you just know there's more to it than you've experienced so far, this is a safe space for you to learn, grow, and expand your erotic potential and possibilities. Hello, and welcome to the Sexual Alchemy Podcast. Today, I am very excited and delighted to welcome Fidel Bohill, the modern man coach, to the podcast. Fidel is a life and relationships coach. He enjoys helping clients empower themselves by understanding their masculine and feminine energies, and he specializes in working with men who've been through divorce, breakups, or midlife crises. He runs the men's only Facebook community, The Modern Man Club, and he's the founder of the community interest company by the same name. He also hosts the Modern Man podcast and is September's featured coach and cover model for Coach Magazine, as well as speaking at many events, conferences, and workshops around the country. As a competitive and undefeated boxer and a qualified fitness trainer, health and fitness are very important for Fidel personally and also for his clients. As a father of three daughters, he has gained some of his understanding of women through watching them grow. Fidel is passionate about helping you find love by learning to love and understand yourself first. Fidel Bohill, the kingmaker. I'm so, so happy you're here. I've been looking forward to this for a while. It's been a while, hasn't it? It's been a long time coming. And you Uh, know, we started to chat because, you know, that's what you do. You have a chat and then you hit record. uh But I wanted to go ahead and hit record because I figure, (laughs) you know, you and I, there's a lot of overlap with what we do. Yeah. But we also kind of come to the work and especially working with men with some overlap, but with some very different perspectives. And I think because we have different audiences. For sure. I think. Yep. And so we started to talk about some stuff that you've got going on at the moment. I was like, no, wait, wait, let's record it. Let's record it. So, <laughs> it always happens. The best conversations happen off air, don't they? Always, always. <laughs> so I thought, let's try and grab it. So who knows what's going to happen? But so we were talking about the subject of men wanting to be better in bed. Yeah. And that there's massive industries around this. And obviously, I have a lot to say on that. Yeah. Um, that's probably different to what most of that other industry has to say about it probably but nothing I haven't said before so it's not it's not new or anything so tell me you had said that you'd posted something in a women's group that you run yeah in, in the modern say even what it was no so, in the, well, yeah yeah I went around the around the circle so my question was and it's something I've been pondering for a while and obviously I so I run two groups the modern man club and the modern woman club and I'm the only bloke in this women's group and so it really does give me quite a good a unique i think insight into normal just normal people because there is just really normal people in in both of those groups just a real cross-section of normal people that have come at it and been invited by their friends and stuff like that so it's a real good mix very different to they both are very different groups to anything else i'm on and social media anyway generally and growing up as a man being a man and a guy who coaches men like and, and one that also listens to and communicates with women i hear lots of women moan there's there's like a a story isn't there that women moan about men being rubbish in bed and men can try to be better in bed 
like, you know, and men spend quite a lot of money. There is lots of books, lots of information. It's a huge industry trying to get men to last longer, be better in bed. It's something that weighs heavily with a lot of guys, especially young men, and creates anxiety and fear. But also, generally, it's interesting. Like, men get together in groups. It's a really, really common conversation, actually. We don't tend... When men talk about sex, it tends to be quite a lot of bravado and braggadocio, you know. But one thing that is fairly common is kind of talk sharing tips and techniques to be better in bed, to pleasure their women. I'm talking about straight guys here, obviously. So one of the things I've never heard is women doing the same thing. Like we're, all I ever hear about women is, A, if they do think about being better in bed, it's from having more orgasms themselves. It's about dealing with their stuff, body shame and, and, and other bits and bobs, but mainly it's about them. I'm very, apart from some kind of humorous things about giving a banana a blowy and stuff like that, I never, ever hear women discussing how to pleasure their male partner more. Like, is it a concern? So the question I asked in my women's group is, is this a concern? Is it something you read, learn, or think about? Like being better. And I said, here are three side points. Just because a man has an orgasm, it doesn't mean he's had great sex. <laughs> Men absolutely do fake orgasms. Absolutely. And guys will come faster if they're having rubbish sex so they can stop and get out of there. <laughs> so, <laughs> like, and I've had, I've had rubbish sex. And it, it puns me. Like, I, I think I'm pretty good in bed, you know. I, I can't even use the adage that I've never had any complaints or received any feedback but you know negative feedback because i know that that isn't how this country works unfortunately it's not necessarily a mark of me being good but you know i've i've, I've, I've considered it i've learned lots of stuff and read, read, read lots of things but i've come across lots of women who aren't and i find it quite amusing that lots of women think that all they need to do is kind of show up provide a hole and that men will be happy. That was a bit of a brutal thing to say, but one of the women said it in, in the women's group as well. And I thought, actually, that's the nail on the head there that you've just said. Can I just drop something in here? Yeah. Which is heartbreaking, but just highlights both sides of the thing. Many years <laughs> ago, I asked a client how he'd found me, <laughs> and he told me about some website I'd never heard of that was, I can't even remember what it was called now, but it was for prostitutes and their clients to have conversations and there were all these forms i was like and i said to him, i'm not on there he said no you're not but there's a thread about you i was like oh, i'm cool. not a prostitute and he said no it says very clearly that you're not blah 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 and it was about tantricky things and this that and the other i was like oh my god I'm not. And so i went to have a look at this website which first of all i wish i hadn't because it's <laughs> rough but one of the forums was a woman who was starting a brothel and she asked men what did they look for when they go to a brothel and some of the replies were a warm smile to greet me or a selection of women's bodies or something. And then someone wrote a hole. That's mm. what he was looking for. And I was like, wow, like, dude, do you think so little of yourself and so little of women? And it broke my heart that even if that's not what he meant, that that's what he felt to reply yeah, yeah. That, that's the thing. I mean, I would say that, 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 that I'm not in the least surprised that someone would, that a man would write something like that. So to hear you saying that a woman feels that's all she has to bring. I get that. Yeah, 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 for sure. And yeah. I just want to also say one more thing, and then I want to hear the rest of your story, because you still okay. haven't told, oh, you did tell me what you put in yeah, there, which is that 
when I talk about sex, more often than not, I'm talking about something broader than penetration. Sure. But I'm happy to talk about that too, because obviously that's also a part of it. And so tell me, so you, so that's what that woman said. What else did women say? Well, quite a few of them were like, wow, what a question. I'd know. I'd never even thought about it before. No. Wow. Maybe I should. Yes. Like several of them. Lots of them, again, just no, not really. We have a bit of a laugh. We'll talk about it. But we have never, I've never spoken with my friends about how to be better for, like, a lot of them are just like, what? what? Surely, like, we're just being a woman is enough. It's surprising, isn't it? If you think that... In this country in the world, there's Mm -hmm. so much shame and fear and guilt and messages and stories and conditioning about sex. And this is why this conversation is slightly different to that one, right? Because it is a lot of the women that are answering and going, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, we talk about sex, right? Like we talk about it, we have a laugh, we share stories, da, 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 da. But it's not coming from a place of concern, thought, consideration of them being a good partner. Of, prov- of like providing of giving to the man that's involved it's just yeah. not coming from that place and that's that's what i'm talking about that dynamic is something that actually yet what i hear a lot from women is that men are selfish in bed they just come quickly they don't care whether i do or this that never like that's literally all the ever kind of like one direction of that conversation that i ever hear from women in not just my group, but all kinds of groups and every kind, like from all over the place. It's that conversation. Men, 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 men are rubbish. Men don't do it well good enough. They don't know where the G spot is. You know, all the memes and the cartoons and the pictures and everything. Another story is all of this thing. But then, so few women go actually. How can I contribute? How could I be better? How could I give better oral sex? How penis massage? Do you know what I mean? Like, what do guys like? You know, da, 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 da. like there's very little. I haven't had. I was just about to have a look on. Amazon and see how do like a little book count of how many books are aimed at women to pleasure men. Probably I'm going to make it I mean, You think so? To counter the thing that you said, well, you know, I spent yes. not the last five years, but the 10 years before that hmm. going in and out of tantra workshops and kink workshops and sacred sexuality workshops and all that sort of thing. And I met women all the time who were there to learn about themselves and grow as sexual beings. I mean, they're out there. They're just for sure but if it, like we're talking as you know that community is quite oh yeah it's a sliver niche, of it? it's the a, bigger community quite, so oh. yeah what i'm what i'm talking about is like my groups are full of dave and sarah and isn't that I mean? interesting then that you could say you could draw down from that information mm. that culturally in the uk because and we could probably yeah, yeah, yeah we can america to, to, yeah that the story, and I've said this before, this is part of the pressure on men, that mm-hmm. men are expected to know what they're doing, to mm-hmm. show up with a hard-on, to keep it for an X amount of time, and that's mm-hmm. arbitrary, you know, and to know what they're doing and to know where all the women's parts are. And that's the story. And women are supposed to keep their legs closed. Yeah, bizarre, isn't it? <laughs> But that part is changing, I feel. I, I feel that the women's legs closed part has changed for our generation. I really... I do i know it's taken time and i know it hasn't hit everybody but from what i see kind of like sexual liberation for women is it's come on massively over the last two generations probably hasn't it it is still there there's still some stuff there don't get me wrong like you know it Mm -hmm. it is clearly but again i was having a conversation with with somebody the other day about that this kind of we're talking about slut shaming sort of thing that came about as a discussion about women not wearing bras 
and like how it should even be like a thing that women and I was like do you know what actually I think most men know, know how to differentiate a woman just walking down the street without a bra on and it like when boobs are in a sexual context and not um don't get me wrong might well have a little look a little side eye whether that's impressive. you would you know I would if it's a nice pair of boobs you do have a little look but it's not anyway that's not the conversation the point was about slut shaming and I was thinking well from my conversation my conversations and experience in this stuff it's moved from kind of like quantity I don't think guys are particularly bothered about how many men women have slept with I think what does matter is is the who is probably more the kind of really? yeah the not the who but like the there's a way to do it and a way not to in this the same stuff that I preach to guys right which is respect the dick like you know amount doesn't matter quantity doesn't matter but like who are you sleeping with and why is a I didn't know that that was a thing for sure so it's okay if it's a certain way but not if it's another way it's what well, it yeah yeah kind of yeah so so it's, the slut is for sure so it's like what am i for men and women i think the 2 a.m in a kebab shop guy or girl like ugh, no like, uh, but see uh, what but, I but the is, but the selective but what you're talking about is levels of consciousness you know, levels of awareness yeah. that we bring. And I don't yeah. want to shame someone because I'd have to shame myself. When I was younger, oh, for I sure. everyone. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm, you know, I'm not talking about... A restaurant and, I'm not talking about... And sure. I was not consciously aware of myself, my value, yeah. my sexuality, my energy, sure. nothing. I just felt energy and went to do something just with do it. it. Yeah, yeah, You know, I was not making good choices. <laughs> some of them were. Some yeah. of them, you know, my heart was open and there was some good choices. And, and some of them were just energy overriding me, which is why, you know, I went to this work in the first place is to find out what do I do with this energy? And so I used to feel ashamed of my past because I was very promiscuous and I would uncomfortably have women. Oh, I wish I could have done that. And it's like, no, you don't. It wasn't pretty. No, you know, I, I wake not. up next to some, I woke the worst. I woke up to, with, next to some guy. I didn't know who he was and he had no teeth. And I was like, who did oh, I bring home? Man. You know, like, what, yeah. what did I do? I got a chain. <laughs> Where are his teeth? <laughs> so like, you who know, was young? Were they in a glass? He was young. I were don't they know. in a glass next to the bed? It was just the middle ones. But anyway. Oh. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> I I mean, that could probably have its uses, I'm sure. <laughs> Maybe. I don't remember <laughs> that they did. But, <laughs> but, you know, it's like, so now from where I am, where I've learned about myself and I've grown and I've been through a lot of inner work and all of that, I wouldn't make those choices anymore. But sure. I want to be careful not to shame people who are still making those choices. Oh, for sure. So listen, all I'm saying is that that shame does exist. You know, I'm not saying I'm the one that's delivering it, but I think that is now more of a thing than it is about the quantity. So I think there are lots of women out there that are quite proudly sexually active, but the way and the energy with which they're doing it more consciously, perhaps, yeah. means that such shame, for want of a better expression, but we know what I'm talking about isn't being applied to them in the same way. Got it. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, So it yeah. has, that that thing I I believe has shifted for the majority of men and women now, certainly in the UK. I think it has shifted. To a point. Uh, to a point, yeah. It came up in my memories on Facebook, like in the last few days, that it was a year ago that Cardi B's Wet Ass Pussy <sighs> song came out. Yeah. <sighs> Oh, God, some of the stuff around that, man. I yeah. saw so many people saying, but what about the children? <sighs> I was like, I would love for my teenage daughter to have heard that and to know that her body is her own 
and that she doesn't have to sing about it publicly, but if she wanted to, she could. <laughs> There's so much racism, <laughs> sexism, fear. Oh, there's just so much stuff around that. It's so I do think you're right that it's getting better. But I think we love to we love to get we is getting better. But like stuff like that will always kind of bring out the dregs. Do you know what I mean? It will because again we all love to be offended as well, especially on social media. We all love to like that. Whether people actually think like that or behave like that again with in real life, I'm not so sure. And what's ironic but, is that Cardi herself has said. I've got a softer side and I want to make softer music, but you don't like it. You only like yeah, it. It won't make me money. Yeah, it won't make me money. Yeah. And I'm here for the money. So, you know, she's playing it too. For, I mean, and that, I mean, that's a whole other thing, isn't that's it? A whole other, the whole other, whole other sad thing. But I want to go back to what we were talking about there, about the pressure on men to show up. You said, I believe what you said was the expectation is for men to show up stay hard and, and kind of stay there. And, and almost, I think, weirdly, I think there's an expectation on men for themselves to turn up like that. Unfortunately, what it feels like to me is there's actually the opposite expectation from women. <laughs> I think women actually, ex- I think the opposite is the expectation from women. I think a lot of women expect men to show up and not be able to perform and not satisfy them and not please, them, which is probably why they're not bothered about learning because they, they're coming from that place in the first place. Uh, the, the women that are turning up and, and talking on this thread who are like, yes, I do. I've always read about it. I've always looked into it. It's always been part of the thing. I enjoy pleasure in my partner, whoever they are. I guarantee you that those women end up having way better sex, right? With way better guys who last longer and are more satisfied than the women who are like, no, I've never thought about it before. They've always had a better time than I have. That attitude, I guess, I wonder who's had better sex. Yeah, to a point. I mean, it's a funny one, isn't it? Something I hear that breaks my heart is when women think that a man not getting erection is something to do with her. Like in terms of he doesn't fancy me, you know, Mm. or whatever. And, you know, our sexual arousal and our sexual turn on and all of that is not the other person's responsibility. It's our responsibility. Like if, if a man or a woman or anyone else for that matter wanted to, and I use the term gently, improve in bed, I would say is to take ownership of their own pleasure. Mm. And I think this is where, though, and you said right at the beginning, how we even the same things where we come at it from different angles and talking to different audiences. Mm. Again, and some of the things that I've said to you before is I think you talk about level three and four, and I talk about level one and two. I think (laughs) there's a little journey, weirdly enough, although that is point number one, right? I think people first need to go through <laughs> level one or two before they realize that that's the case and they can go back. It depends. Does that it? make because, sense? Like for sure, when I first started doing my work and I was working with any gender at that time. And yeah. so if people said they wanted to get better in bed. I've never been about methods and techniques because yeah. for me, they don't work unless you're present. And so I've always been without present, you know, and so there's a place for methods and techniques. Mm. For me, I guess I just, I, you just don't want to. It's just no. <laughs> I hear you. Like I, I agree. It's Listen, plaster on a great big wound. This is why I've stopped now. I mean, you know, I used to do quite a lot of like dating coaching and helping people with their online profiles and all that sort of stuff, and I've just stopped doing it now. Did you? Because oh, just because it, it's just like you just need to. Do, you need to do the work, man. Like I could. I could yeah. <laughs> like this. Is the, the, the the your Tinder profile isn't the problem. <laughs> 
Thank you. It's the same thing, isn't it? It's like you've got some healing to do and it's the same. That is just, that's ground zero, isn't it? But people need to go on a little journey of proving to themselves that that's actually what they need to do because nobody wants to do that work, do they? They don't want to. Nobody wants to. Yeah, it's terrifying. Exactly, right? But when you do, the answer is over, which is why my little catchphrase of more money, more energy, more sex is that once you've done the work, guess what? All of those other things do slot into place. Yeah. When you learn how to be more present, you get your energy right and you... <clears throat> Ownership and responsibility. Right? For everything. Yeah. yeah. Everything gets better at that point. Do you know what I love, Ben, about talking to you is that although we have slightly different topics and we have slightly different angles on those topics and the different audience, we come back to the same core yeah. place, which yeah. is, you know, wanting everyone to have their own sovereignty, to yes. know themselves deeply and to bring their best self whether to their life, their money situation, the bedroom, whatever it is. We want the same thing. For sure. Yes. Mm. Mm. That's what we do. That's how we roll. And that's why I have such a soft spot for you in my heart. (laughs) Likewise. Fun. (laughs) Wink, wink. Uh, (laughs) I've been, yeah, I'm entering into a little, I'm going to talk about it and she's all right with it. So I'm in in an interesting relationship at the moment and we're just starting, especially now things are opening back up again and we're having quite an interesting exploration. Okay for you to talk about this on the podcast? Yeah, I've spoken about it on the other podcast. I do one with uh, Portia Mead, who lives near you as well, actually. Second time around, that's an interesting little podcast we've been doing together about sort of dating and sex after marriage, after you've divorced. Mm, That's a big topic. It is a big topic. It's amazing how little actually is out there. So it's quite an interesting podcast. We do it bi-weekly for a man and a woman's perspective of what it was like being single after, after that. So I've spoken about it before on there. But yeah, 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 yeah. So I'm, I'm kind of, I'm looking at new stuff, picking up where I dropped the baton off, um, probably sort of a couple of years ago. So yeah, I'm having fun at the moment, personally. You are alluding to some stuff, but haven't said anything. To, is there anything you want to say <laughs> specific? Well, it's interesting because a lot of the work and stuff like that that I've done around sex stuff has been on and with myself. Like you know, I haven't done it at any point with a long with a partner so tantra stuff and everything i haven't been able to explore more you know i did some stuff with killing kittens and that before and i quite quite enjoyed that you know and it was definitely do you know the bit that i really want to find in myself is my kind of there's a couple of boundaries that i have hard like kind of bits that i know needs maybe not need some work I don't know need exploring a little bit more because they're painful like one of them is still a little bit of like jealousy stuff so I'm all up for threesomes with two girls but not another man like do you know what I mean not when I'm with a partner somebody that I care about so so that's an interesting you don't ever have to be okay with it no no I know but I kind of want it my own thing I want to explore the whys and where's it coming from and what what's the what's the real issue you know so that's one of them the other thing is my bum like, it's just, again, it's just a note. I've spoken about this on a couple of um, podcasts, and it's really interesting to me that although I've spoken to a load of guys who are just like, yeah, that's what your G-spot is, dude. Like, oh, man, you have to, like, feel that. Yeah, 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 yeah. for some prostate massage. And I'm just like, you know what? <laughs> and I know, I kind of know why. There's a lot of cultural stuff growing up. It was that time, right? Growing up in the 80s and 90s, HIV, the, you know, 
horribly like anti-gay stuff that was going on especially as a mixed race jamaican young man in brixton and in bristol it was just like you know we uh, which which causes a lot of problems with men in general you know we stopped even shaking hands it was a fist bump you couldn't really this is what happened in the community when as young men in, in that age we stopped any kind of physical interaction with another man and you were gay like and gay people and that had was AIDS. Gay, well, because gay people had AIDS, and then they that was infectious. And don't touch me. And you were like, there was a massive thing, and it, specifically of my age. Like it was a real thing. God, I watched some of the adverts the other day. The old adverts that were there with HIV and like boom, 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 like all of this fear and stuff that was around there. And so yeah, like that stuff is deeply, deeply, deep deeply ingrained in my inner child like you know so i'm there now i'm like <sighs> and i've been <laughs> i've been pondering it for probably six to eight months now and i just still just like nah yeah i hear that and so those, those are the two little lines where with kind of that i'm interested in that's you know what's really beautiful about both of them so one is jealousy and one is bum play for want of a quick colloquial yeah. term uh-huh. but regardless of what they are they both as you know offer you the opportunity to explore yourself who am i oh without that yeah. what bits of me do i want to expand and grow and let go of what needs healing what can i you know and that really for me is um the point of exploring yourself as a sexual being, yes, you end up with greater sex and maybe a better relationship, but you know yourself, you grow and evolve your soul and sexuality is like the portal to do it through. You know, it's the final frontier. Yeah. it's uh, Yeah. It's only one of them. Again, I think that the, we we have them. I think relationships and sex are de- is definitely the, like the pointy end for lots of it, hmm. but also so is business. And so is people, so is your health. You know, I think money. those, yeah, that's what I mean. Business, as in money, oh, like yeah. M- yeah, money, business, like money, business, sex, relationships, and our health. I think there are these three real simple things when you break it down that we massively overcomplicate and bring all of our stuff to, mm-hmm. don't, don't we? Those three areas of life, but sex is an in- an interesting one for sure. What else was I going to say? I was just thinking mm-hmm. that all of those things too overlap. In our lives, I always say how a man feels about himself in the bedroom is how he carries himself in the rest of his life, but the, it uh-huh. all overlaps each other. And even this morning, I was saying to a client, you know, generally out in the world, if we don't have enough money, whatever that is, or you don't have enough sex, whatever that is, you feel ashamed. But equally, if you have a lot of money or a lot of sex, you get shamed. <laughs> yeah. You can't win. <laughs> you know? So really the journey is about knowing who you are well enough to just stand firm in your truth, whatever that is. You know, yes. Even enough or not enough is arbitrary, isn't it? It's totally. Yeah, 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 yeah for sure. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. I very, love very you know what your current journey is in terms of jealousy and bum play. I can help you with the bum play. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. I want your help. <laughs> well, and just, just to be clear, not for you, but for anyone oh, no. listening, yeah. for me, it's not about... <laughs> that you have to get my finger up your bum and, pl- and have a prostate <laughs> massage. For me, it's about it's about clearing the pathway 
within you with clearing the fear and the shame and stuff that would allow that possibility to be there. If the other stuff happened, that's a bonus because it's a, it's really good for your health. But the work is actually leading up to a place where you're ready to invite that as a possibility. So one of the a breakthrough thing, one one of the processes for me was to actually go and have my prostate checked because I really, you know, I, again in the work that I do and the thing I do when I talk to men and everything else like that, I got to walk my walk. Right, prostate mm. is a big thing, and the idea that I wouldn't go for a prostate test wow. was just like, come on, dude, like you've got to go do, you've got to be able to go and do it. So I did. Um, I was going to say I put my big boy pants on, but I didn't. I took them off. Uh, <laughs> you took them off. <laughs> I took them off. So I went and had a prostate. I had a prostate. It wasn't. It wasn't that bad. Uh, it, it, I'm much more God. gentle than a doctor. I, I say that, you know, but it did. It still came with a load of stuff. It was it, like before and after. It was a very odd, odd thing. Let me tell you something that most people don't know about prostate massage. You know, if you have a massage on your body. Uh -oh. So if I massage your arm, I'm massaging skin and muscle. And then that impacts on, you know, the bones and all the stuff underneath there. Yeah. But what it doesn't get to is the connective tissue that holds your organs together. Yeah. The only way to access the connective tissue is through the bum. The, the tissue that makes up the entrance to your bum and, and so on. Yeah is connective tissue. So when you relax that or have that relaxed for you, and when you bring consciousness and awareness to it, you're releasing stress there, which releases stress all around your organs. It's so good for you. It's so it's beyond sex even. It's like massaging all of your organs. The other thing is, and whoever it was that told you this, there is a equivalent G spot in there yeah. that is exquisite but not for everyone yeah some men go looking for it either it's not their time or their anatomy needs to shift or they need to learn to relax more whatever it is but getting to that point it, the journey is the getting to that point you know i think the other thing the other thing with that for me is well like on on this little journey of mine i've realized actually i quite enjoy being dominant in the bedroom like I have to a like, surprise. <laughs> no, I'm expect it doesn't. I enjoy that. I really enjoy that. However, there's still in my nice like I also I don't like pain is not a thing for me. Like my relationship neither. Mm -hmm. For me, there's no link to pain and sexuality because I've experienced quite a lot and extreme violence in my my life. I just it just bears no link to sexuality at all. And I, and the, the two things mixing just a massive turn off for me i'm just starting to learn a little bit about like rope so like bondage stuff is good because that's a way of expressing that dominance and all of that sort of thing but in a way that isn't doesn't inflict that isn't inflicting pain and pain's so, not yeah, necessary to be dominant a lot of people think that not, not at all. they don't understand bdsm that dominance means you have to hurt someone but your dominance could just mean you it's energy you it's more but, but, yeah and 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 just it's it's as much about energy as anything isn't it it's I, only I it's just energy yeah yeah, yeah. only yeah. energy no I, I do teach some people some of that when it's appropriate and they're quite surprised when i use words i use energy i use my eyes i use breath mm. That's that's it for starters. That's hmm. it because it's all energy, and the rest of it is dressing it up and and clothes because that's fun. Yeah, you know? totally. Yeah, 
And weirdly enough, when you get the energy right, it's amazing how the vast majority of time you just you just don't need any of that stuff. Again, we kind I of start without, yeah. Yeah, we kind of started off, and I, I've got a load of bits and bobs that we've enjoyed playing with, not just, but yeah, I'm more often than not, it doesn't like it's fun every now and again, but it doesn't get used as much as either of us are expected, just because the energy exchange is, is right. Yeah, I have um, a question for you then. Okay. Have you explored your submissive side? Have I explored my submissive side? I know it is, I'm curious about it now is the answer to that. There's parts of some things that I do. And like, I'm not, I'm, I'm not against it. Here's the here's caveat. And exactly like what I said, the thing about the bum stuff mm. also feels like it crosses mm. the line of, of that submissive thing. Like, do you know what I mean? That's how it feels to me. It feels very submissive and it almost feels like the ultimate thing, which feels like a little bit too far. Let me offer you two things there. Uh-huh. One is... I get a therapy session. Well, they just come on. Anyone that will help. <laughs> that if you're exploring power play, which is just for those that don't know, when we're talking about dominant and submissive, it's power play. And you, there's other terms you can use, top and bottom or yep. master slave for some people that works. But so in dominant submissive, you learn a lot about the other. Like you learn a lot about being dominant by being submissive. And you yes, learn a lot that about makes being sense. by being dominant. Yeah. Totally. So I, I, you know, I recommend any time to try it with someone that you trust and to agree what it is that you're going to explore and stick to those parameters so that it's really safe. The other thing that might help, because I hear what you said about the bum stuff and submissive feeling like it's in the same camp, as it were. There's lots of ways to be dominant or submissive. Yeah. And one way that I think is a nice introduction to it is to think both sides, but in this instance, submission as being in service. So Darcy Easton, who I recommend you read, she's written a book called Radical Ecstasy, and she and Barbara are contemporaries. She talks about, say there's two people creating a BDSM scene. It's called a scene, you know. Yeah. Uh, there could be more, but we're going to talk about two. So there's, you've got your dominant, you've got your submissive. And wh- how she talks about it is you're each in service to each other, mm-hmm. but you're both in service to the scene. Mm-hmm. And sense. so you can be submissive. See, people think being submissive is being a doormat. But if you, the thing that people don't understand is to actually be submissive, you have to have 100% of your power so that you can lend some of it to your dominant. If you don't have power to lend, that's abuse. Then you're you're a doormat. And no one should play with that. So this is where the stuff that I talk about don't connect with at all when I talk about masculine and feminine stuff comes in. And which is why I try and explain when I talk about masculine leadership and stuff, absolutely the power comes from the permission in the same way. And I use BDSM and power play as, as a really great metaphor for that, right? The power absolutely comes with the permission and then the no. It was one of the conversations uh, I had with your friend, Mr. Shawnee Love. Oh, yeah. I do some great stuff with. I'd, I'd messaged him yesterday, actually, asking him for some recommendations about ropey stuff. Yeah, I had him on my podcast. Have you listened to that one? I don't think I have. Really, really, really good. Me and Shawnee had a great conversation on the Modern Man podcast. And I believe it was on there, actually. He said something really, really powerful about the power being in the no, or I have to trust your no. He used to quote me about that. There you go. If you can't say no, your yes is meaningless. That stuff. Really, like that that concept is just, it's so simple, isn't it? 
but so important and i think and now i'm teaching my guys that too like you know i'm like okay and that's a conversation to, like it's and it's such an easy con- that's an easy conversation to have around sex isn't it do you know what i mean like it is i there's i, I kind of it, because we want it is an easy conversation to have but there's deep roots like don't be fooled because oh for sure grow up to be people pleasers as oh a man without doubt but it's a great start isn't it and i think yeah. that can op- that can open it up and it's a really important one it's just a great first kind of thing to say to broach that mm-hmm. and it's absolutely better than the nothing that usually gets talked <laughs> and spoken about for, for the vast majority of people. Sure, for sure. Listen, I used to do, I used to offer something called bondage, which was basically a kinky erotic <laughs> massage. And how have you trademarked that? Somebody else has it trademarked oh. and I trained in it. Okay. <laughs> and I, so I offered that for a while and the very first thing would be to sit down and talk to somebody about their boundaries, boundaries and consent. And Often I would get somebody who would say, I don't have any boundaries, do whatever you want. So I would say, okay, the first thing I'm going to do is nail your testicles to the floor. And they'd say, oh God, no, don't do that. I was like, and we have a boundary. <laughs> there it is. Because if you actually don't have boundaries, you're not safe to play with and you need For to sure. leave. I'm happy to push your boundaries, but I need to know where they are. And if you don't know how to speak them or you're not sure what they are, we can explore that too. But you have to have a no, you have to have an edge. <laughs> Right, and I think it's really, 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 really important because they said my, most of my clients are straight, size gender men, and I've, it's just so important that guys have that conversation for themselves, like if if nothing else, for themselves, that you know, and their own their own protection because there is a lot of fear, especially in my age group. I, don't, I think it's unfounded personally, but like there there is fear around the false accusations and all that and, and all that sort of stuff. Yeah, I don't think it's as big as. The, the fear is um <laughs> but if if i can use that fear to get guys to have that conversation then it doesn't kind of matter where, how we get there but like well the reasons why but the, but having that conversation is really 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 important for both men and women it's very important and part of that conversation is about generally being okay with receiving a no oh man yeah 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 right that's the whole thing too it's like oh <laughs> they you know rejected yeah, re- me, that rejected me. Like, yeah yeah i'd much rather someone say no i don't want you to touch me like that but here try this hmm. than to let me do something they don't want me to do because then you're not actually giving or receiving the thing that was on offer so it's complex and deep but it starts like you say with that conversation about knowing your boundaries being able to say yes or no and i think especially like a lot of guys i work with are nice guys right and so for them, they're, they're, they're quite timid, which isn't sexy. Do you know what I mean? Well, yeah, we work with the same kind of guys. And that timidity isn't sexy. And so getting over that, being able to do that starts with having a conversation to know that it's okay for them to be a bit more, to express themselves more, you know, and step yeah. in with some bravery and some decisiveness, you know. But they need to know, they need to hear it. They need to be told that it's okay for them to do that and they're not going to cause harm and they're not going to cause trouble and they're not going to hurt somebody. I think guys tell me that they were taught that women don't like sex. You know, so- Listen, there's this baseline expectation of this thing and that is still under there is that essentially we're taking something we're stealing it we're stealing sex we're taking it does that does that make sense that's the underlying energy that men have to manipulate blag lie because they've been taught that women don't like it women have been taught to say they don't like it right right and it's mad so that dynamic is still going on even though none of us believe in it anymore like you know it's mad and i'm so grateful that men like you are out there doing that work because you know 
I obviously, I have my particular work and my particular angle and my way of doing it. And I'm a woman. And so that covers an amount of it. But your work also is bringing a whole different section of men into the work, making them more self-aware, making them, you know, clearing shame, getting them yeah. to stand firmly in themselves to have the conversations. I mean, that's half the battle, isn't it? To, to become aware that there's a conversation to be had yeah. and to have it. Well, I did, I did a post about it the other day when it's really, really interesting. I'm drifting more and more well, and, and like really putting together kind of structurally now rather than having a conversation is is about getting guys to be emotionally literate because they're just not like so many blokes. You go, how are you feeling? And they go, I'm okay. And you're like, no, how are you or really feeling? Or they say, I think. Yeah, I think I'm okay. And how do you feel? I feel all right. Yeah. Well, yeah. Then there's that is a massive one. And, and, and it, it starts coming up usually in their relationship dynamics so they'll say to their female partner what do you think you're doing why did you do that you know and i'm just like have you ever asked her how she feels yeah. uh no i'm like oh okay so i've got I've given that two of my clients as we speak have been given that as homework to see how many times they can ask their partner how they feel that's really <laughs> interesting because i asked a question in my instagram story the other day which was basically i can ask me anything and someone mm. came and said that his partner keeps rejecting sex she says it's not him but dot 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 not like what could he do and i said ask her how she's feeling ask her what's going on for her yeah. but don't show up accus- accusatorily mm. you know show up with your heart open be genuine right. be and work as a team to yeah. find out what's going on you know it's not us and them we're a team for sure and that starts with emotional intelligence isn't it so the guy's got to understand his his himself otherwise he won't understand the words that are coming back to him. right like he has to have somewhere to put them when they come back yeah right so yeah it's it's amazing how so i've got the emotion wheels out and and and, and that sort of thing and just giving guys language Mm -hmm. you know because we just don't we just go i'm all right i'm fine thanks i'm cracking on i'm doing it it's like oh then they have a few words they have the few outer words and they I, i feel frustrated feel angry you know, feel sad, lonely, depressed, whatever. Like they have a little selection, but it's never any more than like 10 words to describe their entire mood range, yeah. which is really interesting. So, And just to come back to what we started with about being better in bed, the more nuanced you can get around all of that, the better you're going to be in bed. Listen, it's, it is. It's about so for asking yourself how you feel. So I give a meditation to all of my one-to-one clients that does that. So we they do a scan every day when we start and we go, okay, so first of all, I'm going to check in with my body, see how it feels. Then I'm going to check in with my emotions and see how I feel today. Like, you know, and, and they're all just like, dude, I've never done that before. Like imagine starting every day knowing how I feel, which then allows me to kind of organize my day and understand how I'm then going to go and interact or make some changes, do some stuff that shifts my, the way that I feel. But to take 10 minutes every day and really scan through my body and see how I feel emotionally, energetically, and physically is a revelation to them rather than just getting up and shoving coffee down their throat and getting on with it and then wondering why their day goes all tits up and people react to them in certain ways and, and why they say the things they say. So once you just start becoming more emotionally aware and then you start being able to put some words to it and have some language around it, then you can start expressing it even if it isn't to anybody else you can start expressing it to yourself (laughs) that's where it has to start right and that again that then bleeds into every area of your life particularly with 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 sex for sure yeah i love that because really that sums up for me what we both do which is bring more consciousness and awareness to who we are and how we act and interact and express ourselves that's it yeah it's beautiful i 
sadly, I'm going to draw this to a close. Yes. Because I could talk to you. <laughs> I know, we could. Um, we'll put all your information in the show notes, but tell us, like, where should people look for you if they want to connect? Facebook is where I'm easily found, isn't it? My name's pretty memorable. <laughs> I'm the only one in the world. Uh, Fidel Bohill, B-E-A-U-H-I-L-L. Come connect with me there. For men, come and join the Modern Man Club, which is a Facebook group. Ladies can come and join me in the Modern Woman Club, which is a group. There's about eight or 900 women in there and me, <laughs> which is interesting. Mm. And I'll put all that information in the show notes so people can just click and join, as it were. And we're just about to launch the next round of the Modern Man Coaching Academy. So any men out there that are looking to step into this work, helping other men through all of this stuff. Yeah, we just are about halfway through the first cohort of modern man coaches yeah we're going to be launching the next one in the in the next eight weeks I think this exciting. Is, uh, maybe just after that but we'll see i can't cool. remember <laughs> thank you so much i'm gonna have you back probably in the new year if that's all right because i could talk to you forever yeah of course i'll have new stuff to talk about then too won't we i know always <laughs> thank, you. thank you very much Rebecca. thank you for listening to the sexual alchemy podcast with rebecca lowry If this podcast has aroused your curiosity and you'd like to take things further, you can get a copy of my free video training, Reclaiming Your Intuitive, Confident, Sensual Self. The link is in the show notes below, wherever you are listening.